0: My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the word of God to move forward into your destiny. Our lesson is is about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, Now, in order for me to really go into this, I, I really would like to lay a foundation. And so with that being said, I want to talk some about the Holy Spirit. We'll see how far we get tonight. I think we're going to go for about 45 minutes and then open it up for questions and answers after. So I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Um, The Holy Spirit does not draw attention away from Jesus, okay? He always points to Jesus, who is the key figure in God's entire plan. The Holy Spirit, because it's the Holy Spirit and his gifts, that's why it's good for us to lay this foundation. The Holy Spirit focuses all the attention on Jesus and only seeks to bring him glory. Now, John 16, 14 says, he will glorify me, Jesus said, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. John 15, 26 says, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father He will testify of me. So when talking about the gifts of the spirit and the Holy Spirit in general, the Holy Spirit always glorifies Jesus. He said he will glorify me and he will testify of me. Um, So I'm laying this foundation about the Holy Spirit before we can begin to teach on his gifts. This foundational knowledge will increase our faith and make us more aware of his manifestations. So what I want to start with is a basic foundation and that is that and this is how I always I've learned how to operate in the gifts of the spirit it's it's having an awareness that the holy spirit is on the inside of you. Okay? John 7.38 says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And this he was speaking of the Holy Spirit. So in, in talking about the manifestation of the gifts and operating the gifts of the Spirit, a really good thing for us to do before we go any further is to understand that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Now we know that with our heads, right? But remember, some things are better caught than taught. We know that in our heads, but those of us that want to operate more in the gifts of the spirit, we have to have that understanding that the Holy Spirit operates from the inside out. So it's having an awareness that he lives on the inside of us. In the Old Testament, he was never within them. He was always upon them. He came upon the prophets, the priests, and the king, and he empowered them for service. But under the New Testament, and those of us that are born again, the Holy Spirit now dwells on the inside of us. At the new birth, we all became one with him, okay? He is within us. John 3, 5 through 8, Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So we are born of the spirit. New creations in Christ Jesus. We are alive unto God and we are already connected to him, but it's from the inside out. The kingdom of God is where? Within you, okay? So John 14, 16 through 18, Jesus said, he said, when the Holy Spirit has come, he dwells with you and he shall be where? In you. Now, I'm very intentional about giving all these scriptures Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and it increases our faith and it increases our knowledge of the fact that we have literally, and we're going to get into this, another person living on the inside of us. And when we talk about the manifestations of the gifts of the spirit, it is the manifestation of the person of the Holy Ghost, what he's thinking, what he knows. What he wants us to know, what he wants us to deliver. So this awareness is really going to help us. First um, Corinthians six seventeen through twenty, it says uh, that scripture says, "He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him." So we're joined to the Lord, and we're one spirit with Him. First Corinthians three sixteen and nineteen says, "You are the temple of God." And the spirit of God dwells in you. 1 John 4, 4 says that uh, greater is he who is where? In you than he that is in the world. So you have the greater one, God, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Now, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, make sure you're on mute. Mary, if you could just please mute, that would be great. Thank you. Now, the Holy Spirit is a person, okay? Okay, and here's a scripture, Romans eight sixteen and 26, New King James says, the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, okay? And then verse 26 says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, the King James Version used to to use, instead of saying himself, they used to say itself. So it was translated that the Holy Spirit was an it. Okay? But he's not. He is a person. The spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So the Holy Spirit is a person in the third person, masculine gender, and not in it in the third person, neuter gender. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is not a mere influence, blessing, or manifestation. Right? He has a mind, he has a will, and he has emotions. He takes up his abode in man through the virtue of the new birth. Stay with me. We must honor him. We must respect him. We must give him place and free expression. He is a person with a personality. Now, this isn't our subject, but I'm going to say it anyway who leads, guides, and directs us. He is a person with all the emotions and feelings possible for a personality to experience. And this is a very important um, aspect of our study because it's gonna help us in understanding the gifts of the spirit. It'll help us to better yield to him. Make sure you guys are on mute, please. It'll help us to better yield to him obey his promptings instantly and quickly okay now in 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 regards to the holy spirit and we're going to get into it we need to sense what frame of mind he is in he knows us well and he knows exactly what is needed for us and in a public service or in a public assembly now i know for me myself personally you know some I used to say the Holy Spirit has moods, so to speak. And when, when I would be on the road, you know, so often, I would, as I would yield to the Holy Spirit, I would become either more fiery or I would become more mellow. And it's just as a vessel of the Holy Spirit, for those of all of you, as a vessel of the Holy Spirit, it's yielding to his what he desires to do in that particular instant and and, and how he desires a word that you get for someone to come forth in that particular instance. So it's good to have a sense of his presence and even what kind of mood he is in, so to speak. And Brother Hagen says, it is important for us to realize that the Holy Spirit has been robbed of much of his distinctive glory through Christians failing to perceive his varied workings. Okay? now. John 14, 16 through 18, Jesus said, and I love this. So when Jesus walked the face of the earth, Jesus was everything to the disciples. He was everything, right? He was the teacher. He was the guide. He had the wisdom. He operated in the power of God. We're going to go into it when we begin teaching the gifts. He operated in all the gifts of the spirit, except tongues and interpretation of tongues. So he, he, he had the manifestation of the Holy Ghost working through him all the time. So he was everything to the disciples. And and this is an interesting scripture. When Jesus said in John 14, 16 through 18, I'm going to read from the Amplified. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, another comforter, counselor. That word comforter is the word parakletos. You know, these these translations, they only give you one one word. But this word comforter is parakletos. And it means um, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, strengthener, and standby. And Jesus said, I'm gonna give you another comforter because I'm leaving and I'm not gonna leave you orphans. He says, and he's gonna remain with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him or recognize him, but Jesus said, and this is for all of us, he said, but you know and recognize him, see, that's why it's important for us to have more of an awareness of the Holy Spirit, his person and his work in our lives, and be more aware of him, because the more we give attention to him, the more we will be aware of him, the more we will be sensitive to yielding to the gifts of the spirit, he said, but you know him, and recognize him, For he lives with you constantly and he will be in you. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, hopeless. I will come back to you just a little while now and the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. Now, remember we said, Jesus said, I'm going to give you another comforter. So up till then, Jesus was everything to the disciples. And that's why when he told them that, I don't know if it's in the scripture, but the scripture says somewhere that sorrow had filled their hearts when he was saying that he was leaving because they were, they were, I mean, can you imagine having Jesus with you all the time? They forsook everything and they were following him. And there were so many things going on and they were like, what do you mean you're leaving us? You can't leave us. But Jesus was reassuring them. I am not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the powerful, magnificent, Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Godhead. I am going to send him to you, and he's going to be with you forever. Not only that, but he's going to empower you and strengthen you, show you things to come. He'll be everything that you need to live a victorious Christian life and to help others on this earth okay so comforter parakletos for the sake of teaching we said it's the word comforter um and it's a compound word para which means alongside and kletos which means one called so we have the fact that he the holy spirit is one called to stand alongside another He is called to help us. Like I said, it's it's coming out by the Holy Ghost to guide us, to teach us, to encourage us, to point us back to Jesus. If we have lost our way and to help us fulfill our ministry. Um, He's also been sent to help us fulfill our ministry and our calling. And I really believe that we're living in the day and we're living in the hour where the Holy Spirit really does desire to manifest himself. And that's why we've seen so much of the prophetic movement in the last, I don't know how many years it's been going on. It started actually when I had um, my three kids in one year, 92. I know that there was a, the beginning stages of the prophetic move. We've had a manifestation of the prophetic. Um, but I, we're going to get into this. I would like to see more manifestations of the power gifts, not just the utterance gifts, the power gifts. What are the power gifts? The working of miracles, gifts of healings, and the gift of faith like was happening in the days of Catherine Coleman. I mean, she operated in the, she knew the Holy Spirit. That was a secret to her ministry. And that's why it's it's interesting that the Holy Spirit wanted me to start here. She knew the Holy Spirit. She was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And she knew when he was manifesting, she operated in the word of knowledge. And then as she spoke out the kinds of healings that were being manifested, people just started getting healed all over the place. Without anybody touching them, so I believe we're coming into that awakening and that awareness and that era of signs and wonders and miracles. But we, the more we teach on this, I believe the more the Holy Spirit is going to manifest. Okay, so here we see Jesus. He's he's empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us to fulfill our calling or ministry. Uh, Luke four 1, 14 and eighteen. I'm going to give you all the notes later then Jesus filled with the Holy spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. So I just want you to, this is just a side thought. When Jesus went up into the wilderness and this will really minister to some of you that are going through some trials and some things. And I know a lot of, a lot of us have been, he goes up into the wilderness. He goes up filled with the spirit, right? But when he returned, you know, he was tempted 40 days, 40 nights by the devil, right? He ate nothing. And, and when he it ended, he was hungry. Then Jesus, after the, all the temptation and all the things he went through, I love this. Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. And the news of him went throughout the whole region. So notice he went up filled with the spirit, but all those temptations and everything he went through. He returned in the power or the dunamis of the spirit. What's your point? My point is hard times can either make you bitter or better. Hard times can make us stronger and more vibrant and more empowered to do what God has called us to do. Now, you see, here's the thing, and you're going to see this with how I operate, and you'll see it with a lot of other people, Pastor Anthony. What happened just now, I believe, was a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, It's a word of knowledge just through preaching, I was made aware that there's someone that's been going through a hard time and a trial. And so here the Spirit of God, through the vehicle of preaching, was letting us know that, listen, you're, you're, you're going through something. You're going through a trial. Yes, when you come out of this trial, you're going to come out endued and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, we can't put God in a box right? The Holy Spirit can manifest any way he seems fit. And I know for me personally, I never knew I did this. So people started telling me, I would just be teaching and preaching and I'd go off on a little rabbit trail. And I would sometimes even look directly into the eyes of a person. And I would say whatever I had in my heart to say because of that rabbit trail. And they would tell me after the service, did you know that, that that was for me? And I said, no, I didn't know. You know, I never knew that. I just followed my heart, okay? Remember, things are better caught than taught. I followed my heart. You know, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He pulls it and turns it whichever way. When you start being led by your spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, he'll he'll just pull you a certain way and you don't even know that you're operating in the gifts of the spirit at times. You know, Jesus said, or Kenneth uh, Hagen said one time, he said, He said people are going to be unconsciously at times led by their spirit. So sometimes unconsciously, we can be uh, operating in the gifts of spirit and we don't even know it. Well, how is that even possible? Because the Holy Ghost is within us and he searches the hearts and he knows everything that's going on in the lives of all the people that you minister to and you come in contact with. Isn't that really what we want? We don't, you know, this is, this is, listen, we're not in this for ourselves. You're not doing this small group, you know, you, you're doing for yourself. You're doing it because you really want God to use you. And you want to supernaturally be used by God. And the only way we're going to be supernaturally used by God is if we know the Holy Spirit, understand his promptings, yield to him. And at times just also know that there's times we're just literally unconsciously led. And then I learned later, you know, I'm I'm prophetically preaching. And I didn't even know I did that until people started pointing it out. So what's your point, Marg? The point is, don't put God in a box. He doesn't always have to manifest the same way all the time. He can manifest in different ways. That's why we're going to learn that the Holy Spirit has, there's various workings of the Spirit, various ways he manifests himself. And the beauty of the Holy Spirit is, is that he takes our personality and he uses it. He takes our personality and he uses it. Remember, we have a treasure, the Bible says. Where? In an earthen vessel. So he uses us and he uses our personality. uses everything that we are for his glory. So it's good not to put God in a box. And I'm not released from saying that. I'm going to keep saying it. We cannot put God in a box. The Holy Spirit, listen you know, I know he's reminding me of something. One time, remember we're, we're learning, right? Uh, one time I was, I was in the doctor's office and, uh, I was getting, I was having blood taken and the phlebominus, is that what they're called? The person that takes blood. She came in as God is my witness. I'm minding my own business. And, And this is what happens a lot of times in the operations of the Holy spirit you can you're just not even thinking about it right you're minding your own business or maybe you have things on your mind or you're 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 somewhere else and i'm minding my own business she's coming in to take blood i don't like getting my blood taken she's coming in she walks in the door the minute the door opened she walks in and the holy spirit started downloading all these scriptures into my heart like i don't know four or five of them and what happens in, when you start to get a word, or you start to have something on the inside being revealed, you have to hold on to it. You have to stay hooked up to the inside, and you have to hold on to it. And so when she was taking my blood, I have been all these downloads of all these scripture, and then I'm like, I got to remember all this. So instead of getting in my head, I stayed. In the spirit, meaning I stayed hooked up to the inside of me. And so she's taking the blood, and all the blood was coming, you know. I, I don't I never look, I just let them do their thing. And when she was done, I just said to her, I said, honey, can I tell you something? And she says, Yeah. And I looked at her and I says, I just says, you know, when you walked in, I said, and I and I just felt I could say this this way to her. Sometimes you have to use wisdom in how you deliver the word that you get, because he that wins souls is wise. We need wisdom in how we deliver. Sometimes, you know, they're not, they're not ready. So you have to soften it or work around it or say it in a way that, you know, will be palatable to them. But in this particular instance, and that's why the gifts of the spirit operated, you know, because of love, you know, love always prefers the other person and doesn't want to hurt the other person and wants it to be said the right way. So I just felt with her, I could just say it. I said, you know, when you walked into the room, I said, God gave me X amount of scriptures for you, however many they were. And I just started reciting them, reciting them, reciting them to her. That's why it's good as you guys are in this small group. What I would encourage you to, I tell this to everyone, what I would encourage you to do Put the word of God on, just straight Scripture, and let the word of God go into your heart. It doesn't return void. Let it go in you, go in you. When you, when, when the Holy Spirit wants to use you, if He wants to give you a Scripture for somebody, He'll go in. And he'll pull out what you've been putting in you, and He'll use that word to give out to other people. You know, the Scripture says when you've got a, a word for somebody, it's sweet like honeycomb. Okay, so I started to just. You know, tell her all the scripture that I was giving. I was getting one after another after another. And by the scriptures that I had for her, I had a sense in my head of what she needed, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, I were in a doctor's office. At, at the end of the of the last scripture, she comes up to me. She grabs me. She hugs me, and she starts crying. It doesn't get any better than that. Are you listening? It doesn't get any better than that. And and she had liked the perfume that I had, and I immediately went to the mall and I bought the perfume for her. And and I found this card. It said I can't remember exactly what it said, but it had something to do with every time you see the color red, think blah 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 blah. And I and it had to do with something that was going on at the time. And 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 I said the card literally said every time you see the color red. Now what is she? She takes blood from people, so the card the whole thing. You just can't make it up. So that's what I'm saying. That woman, I don't know what she needed or why she needed it or what was going on in her life, because I don't remember the scriptures at this moment, but I wrote all the scriptures down for her in the card. The card was talking about every time you see the red. Um, It was just amazing. You know, you can't make this stuff up. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit and his person and his work and how he demonstrates and operates. The gifts of the spirit are not just for the church. The gifts of the spirit are for us to win the world to Jesus and to be a light in the midst of this darkness. Let me tell you, these people, people need God. And and what greater way than, than us flowing and operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? How about if you got a word for somebody, you know, that they were depressed or, you know, or suicidal personally, if I got a word like that, I wouldn't go, you're suicidal. I would be like, you know, it seems like you're going through a hard time. Remember, he that wins souls is wise. There's wisdom in, in how you deliver whatever you get on the behalf of other people. And again, it all has to do with love. So we're gonna be getting into that. But here, so Jesus, he taught in the synagogues being glorified by all. And then he goes on and, and what you know, the scripture, you guys all know it. What did he say? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said, I, he, and I love another translation. It says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He's because, because why? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised. That's why the Holy Spirit's been given to us. So that we can help people. And I think right now there's a lot of bruised people in the world today, and they are desperate to know God. <clears throat> the other thing is, we're living in a time and we're living in a space in in time and in this season where there's the rise of witchcraft, fortune telling, new age, crystals, you know all this stuff. Well, how much more should we as believers in Jesus Christ, be empowered like, with like Luke 4, with the Spirit of the Lord, so that we can heal the broken heart, set the captives free. We can know things supernaturally. That is God's will for the whole entire church. And the gifts of the Spirit you know, are given to the whole entire body, not just for just certain select people or a person who's in the pulpit or a five-fold ministry. The, the gifts of the Spirit are given to the body of Christ, for everyone. So we all can operate. We can all flow. So this is what we're going to do. I can't believe it. It's, it's already, this is going really fast. Well, we have about 13 weeks, so we're good. Um, I want you to meditate on the fact that you have another person living on the inside of you. I'll give you another scripture. Here's another one that's coming up. It's no longer I who lives. I don't know where it is, but it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. So we have another person living on the inside of us. I want for your, for the next week, make it a point to become acquainted with him. This will help you in the gifts, in operating in the gifts of the spirit and even hearing his voice. And if you're called to public ministry, it will help you to understand the flow of the service. And there is a flow to a service. Okay, there generally is a flow to the service. Okay. So what I would like for us to do is meditate on this fact with the following verses. Um, I'm going to read you two verses. And this is what I'd like you to do for just a second, just a minute. I want you to think of it like this: We have these eyes, right? These natural eyes. But you, I want you to think of it like this: Make it like you have eyes behind your eyes, and you're looking on the inside. So when that woman, the nurse, walked into the into the into the that little room to take my blood, what I was getting, I was getting from here. So I looked on the inside. And I started hearing in all these verses for her. But I've trained myself to do that. I've trained myself to look on the inside. So like if I make a decision, I look on the inside. If I don't get anything, I keep looking on the inside and I wait. Do you see what I'm saying? You can train yourself to be, I, I used to call it, become God inside minded. God conscious, okay, and meditate on this scripture First Corinthians three sixteen. You know, write that down. I would meditate it out of the Amplified and know ye not that you are, are discern that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit has His permanent dwelling at in you individually. Amplified says and collectively as a church. Meditate on these scriptures John seven thirty eight. Out of your innermost being flows rivers of living water. Proverbs 2027. 20, <clears throat> the spirit of man, one translation says lamp, another one says candle. Is the candle of the Lord is the candle of the Lord? So I want you to just think for just a minute. I want you, I'm gonna ask you to you close your eyes. And I'm actually better if I keep my eyes open, but if you want to close your eyes, keep your eyes open. I just want you to just think about the fact that you have these eyes, but you also have another set of eyes. Use those eyes to look on the inside of you, right here in your belly, on the inside. And just do that for just a second. Just look on the inside. See? You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Out of your belly, your innermost being flows rivers of living water. You have another person living on the inside of you. So practice that this week. When you go into the grocery store, look on the inside. When you go into a, a house or you see your friend, look on the inside. It's nothing weird. It's just, I used to, Brother H- Kenneth Hagen used to say, I have inside information, he used to call it, inside information. And when you think about inside information, again, it all goes back to love because love doesn't think any evil. So it's not like we're looking on the inside, trying to like find fault in people and try to, you know, you know, be discerning or, or mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's love covers a multitude of sin. So it's just practice that this week. That's that's the exercise I want to give you to practice this week, that you have another person living on the inside. See, you know, there's a scripture. I don't know exactly where it is, but it talks about exercising your senses. We're able to discern, the scripture says, both good and evil. You can practice this and develop your spiritual senses. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and take another 10 minutes. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, his ministry. um you know he has a ministry to the lost we're not going to really get into that you know that the holy spirit has been given the scripture says in john 16 5 through 11 when the holy spirit has come he will convict and convince the world of their need for jesus so he has a ministry to the lost he has a ministry to the church um you know, Jesus said, you know, you know, he's going to help you. He's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He's going to direct you. Don't you just love it? Everything that we need, we have on the inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit. That's why we've got to become more acquainted with him. Okay. So the Holy Spirit, I just want to talk up A couple of just a couple of things about his personality and then we'll pick up next week. I'm glad we have a lot of time because we have a lot to share. The Holy Spirit, his person and his personality. Number one, the Holy Spirit, he has a mind. He is an intelligent being. Romans eight twenty seven says, now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit, because he makes intercession according to the will of God. So he has a mind. He is an intelligent being. Right? So, like, that's why I don't go for all this flakiness and all this craziness and all this stuff that goes on, because the Holy Spirit is not flaky you know, he's not, he's not a cloud. He's not a mere influence. He's not weird. He's an intelligent being. I just need to let that sink in just for a second. He is an intelligent being. Number two, the Holy Spirit, he searches. It says here again, same scripture. Now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. That's why sometimes like If I'm in a public meeting or if I'm in a group of people or whatever the case may be, you you know, I look on the inside and I just allow the Holy Spirit to search through me. You see what I'm saying? Remember, some things are better caught than taught. You stay with me for the next 13 weeks and we're going to learn a lot. First Corinthians 2.10 says, God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things. Yes. The deep things of God. One more, and then we'll, I'll open it up for questions. The Holy spirit always acts with wisdom and intelligence. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 says, The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, I pray that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. The spirit of wisdom. So the Holy Spirit, okay, is the spirit of wisdom. That word wisdom in that verse, spirit of wisdom, is the word Sophia. And that word Sophia means the insight into the true nature of things. So you have the spirit of wisdom on the inside of you. You have The ability to have insight into the true nature of things when you're ministering to people or when you come in contact with someone. You know, you know, let's say like somebody's called to counsel. I don't know if anybody here is a counselor. I know Maria, you have the spirit of counsel on you, and you gotta stir it up. Anyway, you know, let's say you're a counselor, like a a certified counselor, okay? They, The person can be saying one thing, but if you're looking on the inside and you're hooking yourself and you're listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say, he will give you insight into the true nature of things so as how to heal that person's broken heart or whatever it is that they're going through. You have the spirit of wisdom on the inside of you. I have to tell you a story real quick. This is what's coming to my mind when I was sharing this with you, that I remember for about six months, when I would pray in tongues a lot, I'd be praying in tongues, praying in tongues, and praying in tongues, you know, you can interpret your own tongues. Yes, you can. But I was praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And I mean, hundreds of times, I would find myself praying out the word Sophia, and I'd stop and I'd be like, I know what that means. It's Sophia is the Greek word for wisdom which is insight in the true nature of things well what are you trying to show me i didn't know what he was i was praying out but you know the holy spirit he's that he searches the hearts he knows what is the mind of the spirit he knows what needs to be prayed out he knows what's coming he knows what's in the past he knows what, why we're traumatized some at times he knows everything so i don't really know what i was praying about but one thing i know about the holy spirit and prayer is this You can pray things out and it may not be for now. It's for the future, okay? So Sophia, he is the spirit of wisdom. Um, Lastly, now because of his wisdom, intelligence, and insight into the true nature of things, he guided and directed key missionary movements in definite, specific ways acts 13 2 and 4 as they ministered to the lord and fasted here's a manifestation of the holy spirit the holy spirit said now it doesn't say how he said it and we're going to talk about this as we talk break down each gift doesn't say how he said it only the scripture says the holy ghost said doesn't say how he said it did it come through prophecy did it come by an, an audible voice on the inside of someone? I've heard the audible voice of God on the inside of me. A boomerang voice. Yes, I've heard that. Did he, it doesn't say how he said it. It just said, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And then verse four says, so being sent out by the Holy Ghost, they went down to Cecil and and from there, they sailed to Cyprus. They better have heard from God, right? Listen, one the times I've heard the audible voice of the Holy Spirit is usually when God wants to make sure I really get it. And number two, it's usually when rough road is up, up ahead. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Okay. So they were sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Acts 16, 6 through 10 says... Now, when they had gone through, and I can't pronounce all these places, through Hygeria and the region of Galatia, listen to this. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. They were forbidden. But doesn't the Bible say, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel? Doesn't the Bible say that to every creature? Now here, this sounds like it was a contradiction of the word of God. But here we go. The spirit and the word, they agree. Everything that we do, even the manifestations of all the gifts and all the things, remember, it always points to Jesus, always points to the word. But here we see that they were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach in Asia. There must have been something going on that we they didn't know, but they listened to the Holy Ghost. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Berthina, but the spirit did not permit them. So, so passing by, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and the, the, and in the vision, a man of Mesin, Mesin, Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, Mes- <laughs> concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. What's your point? The point is the Holy Spirit was guiding and directing the disciples in key and definite ways. So it's always good to listen to the Holy Spirit.